deep, dark secrets. Hey there, I'm Amy Smith. And I'm LaDonna Humphrey. Welcome to Deep Dark Secrets, a podcast that shines a light in some really dark places. Today we will continue our discussion on child sex trafficking rings by focusing in on an organization we've discussed before, NAMBLA, which stands for the North American Man-Boy Love Association. In preparation for this episode, we spent some time reading about NAMBLA on their own website. But before we dive in, I want to give a strong warning to our listeners that the information we share may be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. I'd like to start off by saying that anyone who believes that NAMBLA is defunct would be incorrect. I discovered in a deep dive of their website in the past couple of weeks that much of the content has been updated between the years of 2020 and 2023. On the website is a section entitled Man Boy Love Propaganda versus Reality. And I'm going to take a moment to quote directly from that site. And it says, To explain man-boy love today, one must first explain what it is not. It is not what you view on television or read in newspapers. It is not what you hear on Oprah or Geraldo, nor is it the propaganda put out by police and politicians. It's the love of a man for a boy and of a boy for a man. It's enjoyable, consensual, and beautiful. Gag. Gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. I mean, it's uh-huh. disgusting. And it's setting the stage. And maybe we're going to talk about this later, but I'm just going to say it now. You know, it's setting the stage to desensitize people who are coming to the site to the horrors of what they really stand for. Oh, absolutely. And let's remind everybody, it can't be consensual since it's children involved. So, you know, if you want to try to get some type of beauty beauty out of all of this, you can't. So just that's my soapbox. Um, okay. Another part of the website entitled Who We Are says this. As never before, our society is beginning to recognize the value and richness of human diversity. The manifold nature of our humanity appears in the emotional, spiritual, and physical attractions between people. Attractions between men and boys can be found in every society, crossing lines of race, age, temperament, and occupation. They form a sure basis for mentoring and friendship traditions the world over. Man-boy love is exceptional only for the degree to which it is still misunderstood in cultures derived from Northwestern Europe. Most man-boy relationships are based on the mutual respect and affection and strongly desired by both partners. Such relationships do not harm anyone and often entail many benefits for both man and boy. Boy lovers and boys alike respond to the needs of those they love, needs for affection, understanding, and freedom. And at this point, I will have to take a break because I need to go vomit. Oh, I was just getting ready to say that. This is awful. This is child abuse propaganda people. That's what this is. Nothing less than that. This is horrific. This is trying to 
rationalize pedophilia and it's horrible. Yeah. And it just shows you how sick and twisted the people involved are because, I mean, you can't, you can't read one sentence of that without going, what? Somebody believes this? That's a, that's just crazy. It's awful. And one of the things I find most disturbing about the Namble website is their quotes that they include from boys, you know, these young boys who are supposedly speaking out about how they view their adult lovers. I'm going to read some of the quotes. And this is right off of the website, okay? Buckle up, everybody. Yeah, because you are not going to believe this. Okay, quote number one, just as normal as everybody else. He's like a second father to me. He's neat and he's nice and he gives me more respect than anyone ever has. He treats me like an adult, not like my parents treat me. To me, he's my best friend. Okay, it goes on. This is from someone calling himself. You know what? I'm not even going to say what he's calling himself, but this boy proclaims to be 16 years old. He says the best thing that ever happened to me. Another another 16 year old says, I love him and I know that he loves me. Wow. Here is a 12 and a half year old who says it shouldn't be a crime to make love. Um, there's a 19 year old that says boys help men too. And the last quote that I will include is from an 11 year old. And it says, I'm not going to be kept away from him. And that's a quote from an interview that this 11-year-old child gave about his rapist. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, I can just see somebody, just some sick, twisted man sitting behind a keyboard, just like typing all these different quotes. And I think I'll name this one so-and-so, and I think he'll be 16. I mean, I know some of these are interviews, but they're so unreal that I can't even I can't even vision a child speaking these words. I agree. Well, it's a brainwashed child, if anything. But mm-hmm. I can imagine a four hundred pound Nathaniel Barjona sitting behind a keyboard writing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it, it's just really really awful stuff. Oh yeah, so disturbing. And another equally disturbing aspect of NAMBLA is their prisoner program. LaDonna, if you will, allow me to read to you the description of this program from their website. And keep in mind, these prisoners that are being described are child sexual predators, also known as child rapists. So the, the NAMBLA website reads, Our prisoner program seeks to provide moral support to incarcerated boy lovers. These people experience a harsh and exceptionally hostile environment to which undermines their self-concepts and self-respect. We keep in touch with prisoners, primarily through a monthly prisoner's letter. Uh, I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, that's just because you're in prison and people know what you're in prison for and even they don't like you. Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm going to, I've got to say this again. This is disturbing stuff. I mean, just to think that they're feeling sorry because these prisoners experience a harsh and exceptionally hostile environment. They rape children. Of course, they're going to have a harsh and hostile environment. Exactly. There are no card carrying members 
that, you know, work in the prisons for NAMBLA. I just, I don't even know what to say, Amy. No, I mean, it's just, I mean, just reading it, if you didn't know it existed, you would think you would, you were being punked. No, I, I completely agree. You know, because none of it makes, makes any sense at all. No, I, no. And to think that NABLA has been involved in lawsuits and has been represented by the ACLU. I mean, that's. And that blows my mind too. I don't understand, but I just want to remind everybody, for those of you who maybe missed out on an episode, I just want to give a backstory about NAMBLA. So that was a group, you know, they were founded in 1978 and they promote themselves as a political and civil rights organization. They're unincorporated. They're based in New York and in San Francisco. Uh, NAMBLA has been protected by the courts on a First Amendment basis because it positions itself as an advocacy group intent on changing, not violating laws, prohibiting sexual relationships between adult men and young boys. The FBI estimates that NAMBLA membership is rather small, probably less than a thousand formal members nationwide. Now, I want to clarify that. Those are just card carrying more than likely more educated, probably a little bit more affluent members of NAMBLA. I believe um, that I've read that there are hundreds of thousands of non-formal members all across the United States. So I just want to make sure that we clarify those two things. They're not just a, they're not a small group. They're just a small formal group. That's right. However, the FBI has serious concerns. And honestly, it's not just the FBI. Other law enforcement agencies do too. They're really concerned how NAMBLA rationalizes support to pedophiles, like the prison program. They're very, very concerned of this, you know, propaganda that's being put out there that says, oh, this is okay. You know, these poor guys, they're just wanting to love on these boys. I mean, there's just a, a real concern from law enforcement of how damaging and dangerous this can be to the public. And I just can't wrap my brain around how they're protected on a First Amendment basis. Any protection should have stopped right after they said, man, boy, love i i agree completely but it's the it's the verbiage that they chose it's because they purport that they're not here to violate the law they just want to change the law and unfortunately that is covered under first amendment rights i don't think it should be i don't like it but that's how they get away with it that's insane well the scary truth is this NAMBLA uses similar models from legitimate groups who have worked hard to achieve legal and social acceptance. NAMBLA does not want anyone to understand their true agenda, which obviously is to have sex with children. So they try to paint this picture of innocence, as seen by the quotes from the alleged young boys that we found on their website. And I saw a quote from an FBI agency in my research who said that a lot of the pedophiles I've arrested don't think that they've done anything wrong. And it's because they're supported by groups like NAMBLA. Oh, and that's so true, because at one glance on the NAMBLA website, you will find carefully constructed descriptions of how the NAMBLA mission is really about civil rights, gay rights, and even women's rights. 
I mean, it's ridiculous. The website also states that NAMBLA's membership is open to everyone who is sympathetic to personal freedom. But I'm sorry, child rape is not a personal freedom. Nope, nada, no way, never, ever is that a personal freedom. Nope. But NAMBLA states that their goal is to end the oppression of men and boys who have freely chosen mutually consensual relationships. And so they kind of skirt around some of this by saying, well, now we don't support the men who force this on children, who coerce children, but it's just these mutually beneficial relationships that are misunderstood, which, you know, if you've groomed them and convinced them that this is a relationship, but that's okay, that's not child rape. And that's the rationalization that the FBI is so worried about. Yeah, as long as a nine-year-old says it's okay, then, I mean, you should take him at his word, right? Said no one ever. That's right. I mean, again, let me say it again for the people in the back that need to hear this. This is not about personal freedoms. Child rape is not a personal freedom ever. Never. And it's never going to be as long as I live and breathe. I will fight that till the day I die. Um, but that's that's the stance that they're taking. Wow. I mean, this world is upside down, but surely to goodness, we would never get that twisted. I hope not. No, me, me either. But hey, been surprised before, so why not? NAMLA continues to this very day to hold regular conventions across the country and its various chapters. They have monthly low profile and even secretive meetings. But law enforcement and child advocates say that the meetings are much more sinister than anyone could ever imagine. These meetings are simply a cover for NAMBLA members to exchange information on child porn, methods of child seduction, techniques for skirting child protection laws, and child sex tourism, which smacks very similar to the other cases and other groups that we've covered. Absolutely, it does. I mean, it's like they have this business plan. That's exactly what it is. It's a business plan. And whoever started NAMBLA, I mean, we could go into that. Maybe that's another episode. But they were smart about the verbiage that they chose. They had some education and they know how to skirt laws and they're trying to teach other pedophiles how to do it. That's what NAMBLA is all about. NAMBLA is not about personal freedoms. It's not about any kind of positive advocacy. This is how they can get their hands on your children and they can groom them for sexual gratification. That's all this agency is. Without getting in trouble. That's right. So there's a, and there's a lot to cover and we will continue to talk about NAMBLA in other episodes. But before we close this episode out, and I think we mentioned this a couple episodes ago, we're making this series a little bit shorter instead of like spending 30, 40, 60 minutes talking because this information is so tough to absorb. We're doing shorter episodes so people can kind of wrap their head around the horrors of NAMBLA and these things. So, you know, just keep tuning in. If you want to learn more, definitely do that. And then today, before we close out, I'm just going to share 
this interesting court case I found that surrounded NAMBLA. I think it really ties in nicely to what we've talked about. This case was filed because a prison did not feel it was appropriate for NAMBLA literature to be distributed to their inmates. And I wanted to mention it because we talked about that prison program that they have and how innocent they made it sound like they felt so sorry for these prisoners who were being harassed and abused because they were child rapists. Yeah, they just needed to support them, you know, in any way they could. (laughs) Exactly. So this uh, lawsuit, I, I found these important points in it. And here's what one of them said. It said, with regard to the harmful effect of NAMBLA material on rehabilitation, defendants attach the affidavit of Dr. Paul Copeland. Dr. Copeland is a contract psychiatrist for the Washington State Penitentiary. And he stated that in his professional opinion, Mr. Harper, and Mr. Harper was an inmate that had received NAMPLA literature in the prison mailroom, but the prison refused to give it to him. So that was the whole basis of this lawsuit, okay? Mm-hmm. So that Mr. Harper has an antisocial personality, and he believed that exposure to material like the NAMPLA newsletter would increase the likelihood of antisocial behavior. Further, although it was not clear that the plaintiff was a pedophile, and they're talking about Mr. Harper, the fact that he had an antisocial personality and that he had sodomized a child in the past made it more likely that he would commit such an act in the future, especially if he was exposed to propaganda that made him feel like that was normal. So Dr. Copeland found that exposure to those materials from NAMBLA could actually affect the plaintiff's impulse control by suggesting, as I said, that that behavior was appropriate. Dr. Copeland concluded that the plaintiff's rehabilitation would be harmed if he were allowed to receive NAMBLA propaganda or any other literature that indicated that sexual conduct with children was socially appropriate. So Dr. Copeland was just really trying to advocate for children here. He also stated that in addition to being harmful to the plaintiff's rehabilitation, exposure to the NAMBLA materials in question would be harmful to the rehabilitation of pedophiles and of inmates categorized as having antisocial personalities. So when you talk about this category of people in prison, men in prison that have antisocial personalities, Statistics show that that's 60 to 80 percent of the inmates in Washington State Penitentiary alone. Okay, so he's making a big statement here saying this is dangerous to 80 percent of your population. So from this lawsuit, I discovered that the NAMBLA prison materials, they actually promote violence in prison. Wow. Because the exposure to those materials can And it does encourage pedophiles to act in an aggressive or a violent way toward weaker or younger inmates. Well, yeah. I mean, let's just give them a child porn magazine, too, at lunch. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It is. This was the first time I had ever come across this lawsuit, and I just found it fascinating. I downloaded it um, for you, and I will send it to you, Amy, because it just... 
it was interesting to see someone else's perspective, right? Because they're not coming from a religious standpoint. They're not coming from, you know, an advocacy standpoint. This was someone who was standing up, well, two people, actually, the prison saying, I'm not going to give this to this prisoner. And then a psychiatrist that worked exclusively with the male population in that prison. And I just think that speaks volumes to how dangerous this material really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I would like to think that this case would set a precedence for all other prisons. I don't know. That's something I need to research. I think that's very interesting. Um, One of the things that I'm going to do is put an entire section on our website where I can link to this information for anybody that's interested. So I think that could be important for our listeners. Oh, that'd be great. If you have any information on NAMLA that you would like to share with us, please visit our website at deepdarksecretspodcast.com. Click on the contact button in the menu bar and uh, send us your, your information. As we continue our fight against trafficking and specifically child sex trafficking and its connection to NAMBLA, we want to hear from each of you. But until then, please stay safe out there and remember, keep your lights on. For exclusive content from this episode and other episodes, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com.